This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. The following presentation was recorded live by eshaudio.com. I would like to go in the order, basically, of the davening, pieces, pieces, and uh, maybe we'll find, as we go along gradually, there'll be some uh, underlying uh, theme, some, some unifying aspect of all these uh, the various details of Rosh Hashanah. <coughs> Let's start. The first thing, there's a, there's a halacha, and in Rosh Hashanah, I think, is the only place where the concept of minhag is brought in halacha as minig and given a unique status and explained, I think it's important to know it in general, to try to understand the idea of minig in Kalal Yisrael as opposed to halacha. Most of the things we do probably during the, during the day, during the year, are minhagim. They're not halacha. And the question is always, where does minig come in into, into halacha? Where is minig? What's the source of minig? Allah is very clear, you start with, with the, the Torah, you start with the Torah Shabbat Peh, Gemara, and so on. Minig just seems to seep in. Most of Minhagim are usually lost. Their origin is not clear in Kala Yisrael. So the tour brings the uh, Minhagim, the way we treat Erev Rosh Hashanah, which seems to be different than the way it should be treated, the way it ought to be treated, when looking at it from a halachic point of view, and he quotes a medrash. It says like this, the medrash says, Amar Simon, Ksiv, it says, Mi goi gadol vegoime. The Pasuk says, Who is a nation as great as Israel? Reb Chanin Reb Yeshua explained, Ezu uma ki uma zu. Who is a nation, who, there is no nation like this nation, Sheyedas ufya shal alekeha who understands, I, the word translates into personality, Kaviyachal, as it were, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yisrael is a nation that understands HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, quote, personality. Pirish, Minhaga Vedinov, Minhaga Vedinov, the way in which he uh, acts, the way in which he comes forth. Where do we see that Israel understands HaKadosh Baruch Hu's uh, a person who has some sort of case impending is usually very distraught, very upset, has no time to take care of himself, neglects himself. He's under the tension of not knowing what will be with the uh, court case. Israel is not like this. The fact that on Rosh Hashanah we do treat it as a yontiv, we do take a haircut, we do dress up, we do eat and drink. They know that a kashbochu will make a nes. So the medrash looks at it the following way. The no, in other words, by calling it a nes means that the normal pattern of events imply that the Yom Hadin is a Yom Hadin. And, that the, and as far as the case is concerned, as far as the din is concerned, the person ought to be distraught. To know that somebody is making a nes, in other words, it's as if saying, you know that he's going to surprise you. It's, 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 it's almost a contradiction in terms. If, if, surprise means that it's not coming. You don't have it coming for you, and it should not, and, and you're, you're not expecting it. If you know the person is going to surprise you, means that you have a much deeper understanding of the person, a much uh, closer relationship, which allows you to feel things that are not even on the surface. When somebody is. Uh, or somebody's working for a boss. So he knows the, the amount of hours he's worked. That's the amount of pay he's going to get. I mean, there, there are no surprises on a salary, uh, on a tlush, on, a, on the, uh, a salary check. It's what you work, that's what you get. When you have a close relationship with somebody, 
you can feel, you feel the person's goodwill, let's call it, or the person's uh, closeness, and you, and you know that something, the person will treat you. In other words, you're getting something beyond what you deserve. The Beis brings one line of explanation, a very fascinating line. He explains, how does the Medrash get it out of the Pasuk? The Pasuk says, who is a nation as great as Kalal Yisrael? Where in the Pasuk do we see this, uh, this, uh, uh, the, the root for this understanding of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Pirush, he says, Shehem Pirushu Godel Miloshen Gidol. They've explained the word Godel, instead of meaning big, meaning the word Godel also means to raise or to grow up. Legadel Yiladim means to raise children. Kloima, Shenizgadla Imelekeha. It has quote unquote grown up together with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Vyedas, Midaisev, and understands his Midas. In other words, just as when you grow up together with somebody, you develop with somebody, at that stage you have an idea, a deeper idea of what the person is. The same thing, Kalal Yisrael Kaviyachol has grown up Kaviyachol. What it means is that being that throughout the generations we've had a, a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu of ups and downs, growing, uh, devastation and so on, this relationship has developed a sensitivity in Kalal Yisrael that allows us to feel even those things that are not overt, those things that are kaviyochal hidden and, and, and are, are part of the inner hashgacha, so to speak, of the Bria, we have a sensitivity for it. And that is probably, that's the source and the explanation of Minhagim as a, in general. It's important to understand. Mitzvahs are what is told. This is what Kadosh Baruch said. This is what you have to do, this is what you have to listen to. It's all above, it's, 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 it's a relationship that's surface and above. Minid in Yisrael comes from this unique sensitivity that Yisrael has developed with HaKadosh Baruch That's why there's room for Numin Hagim. Halachas, there's no new halachas. Any new halacha is a logical derivation from a previous halacha. You take the old facts... You ask questions to roots them, you apply to new cases, but it's, it's continuous. A minig has in itself the ability to, it, it wells out of Kalal Yisrael's inner consciousness. And Adarabe, door by door, there are sometimes Numin Hagim, which if, if they come from, from, uh, from Bnei Torah, if they come from Gedolei Torah, then they have the full strength of Allah. As a matter of fact, in certain cases, the, the Goyen brings himself a safe rim. Minik can override halacha. One of those, uh, certain brachas that we add, one of the brachas that's spoken about in Hebrew HaShacha, where the Goyen says, even though halachically one ought not add a bracha, but it's added because it became a minik, and it's a minik that comes from a makum, from G'dayla Torah and Bnei Torah, then it has in it the quality that is even supersedes halacha. Naturally, it can't contradict halacha outright, and not every minig is a minig. It's important to know that also. The, there's a, a, a perik, Mokim Shonogim Psachim, that defines different categories of minhagim. Some minhagim are shtus, and it's a mitzvah to get rid of them. Some minhagim are, uh, they're not shtus, but uh, it, it doesn't have a din of a minig chashuv. And then there is minig chashuv. But the root of minig chashuv is that unique, because you weren't told to do it, and because it's a sensitivity of Kalal Yisrael to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, understanding his personality, so to speak, his ufiyai, a result of having grown together, meaning a result of having had all these various relationships with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ava, and then, then uh, Golas, Chorbim, all these different things developed in Klai Yisrael, a special feel for what is, what is it HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, even though he hasn't said it. Okay, that's Erev Rosh Hashanah. Maybe later we'll come back and understand why of all the days of the year was Rosh Hashanah specifically that we have this this is this this finds its place in halacha this unique relationship finds its place in halacha in Rosh Hashanah. But the, okay, the next point is let's go to the davening of Rosh Hashanah. We'll go basically in the order of Machsa, so it'll be uh, the first difference mentioned in halacha, the first halachic difference mentioned as far as tefillah of Rosh Hashanah is 
is the adding of Hamelach HaKadosh. Instead of saying Akeil HaKadosh, we say Hamelach HaKadosh, it's a Gemara and Brochus, and we pass that it's Ma'akev B'diyavit. Why is it like that? In other words, what, what is the significance of Melech HaKadosh versus Akeil HaKadosh? It's true that HaKadosh Baruch is a Melech, but why... I mean, in other words, you're knocking out Akeil HaKadosh to put in a Melech HaKadosh. You don't stick it in any, anywhere else. Where, where over here do we... Uh, why is the HaMelech HaKadosh replacing the Akeil HaKadosh over here? If you look at the Baruchas of Shemayin Esther, the first three Baruchas... It's not random. There's a pattern there. The first bracha expresses our closest relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. In other words, meaning where Hakadosh Baruch Hu has uh, has come closest to us. We start with Elokei Avram, Elokei Yitzchok, Elokei Yaakov. These were our forefathers. These were the people that developed a relationship where Hakadosh Baruch Hu protected them. Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave them bracha. Hakadosh Baruch Hu saved them. So on and so forth. And we speak basically about the chasadim that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does to us. By chasadim, we mean naturally where HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us. In other words, the points of contact that we have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He gives us food, He gives us health, and so on. It's, it's, anytime we speak about HaKadosh Baruch Hu's chesed to us, we're naturally implying those aspects that I feel this close relationship. Being helped, being directed, being... Uh, Shown a special ashkocha, all these comprise the elements of chasadim. The second bracha goes a step further, and we relate to Hakadosh Baruch Hu as Gibor and Mechayim Meisim specifically. In other words, we begin to distance ourselves from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, from the point at which we related to Him in day to day and and in our lifetime. Uh, contact with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we now say, but we understand that there is no one like you. Tchiyas HaMesim is specifically not within our realm. We can't be mispal for Tchiyas HaMesim. There is no... Uh, once a person is dead, no more, you don't say Tchilim that he should come alive again. There's, for Mashiach, we say we await each day for Mashiach. Tchiyas HaMesim, we say... When Hakadosh Baruch Hu feels like it, we don't. We can't even wait for it. Tchias is something that is out. We know it will be, but not more than that. To hope for it, to wish for it, to pray for it. For Mashiach, we daven every day. For we have to. We, we say We we feel the immediacy of Mashiach, and we're expected to relate to it. Tchias is something which it has no comparison to anything we know of. And we say to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, "Mi doy melacha, melach meimisu mechaya," and we relate to Hakadosh Baruch Hu as mechaya meisim. But at least we can still relate to him. In other words, the word "chias meisim" is some phenomena that bridges the gap between us and Hakadosh Baruch Hu at a madrega that is higher than our day-to-day existence. In Atta Kadosh, we go a step further. The word Kadosh means separate. It means uh, out of bounds to us. Uh, issues mikudesh, uh, hegdish is something you're not allowed to touch, you're not allowed to use. A woman who's mikudesh, she's like hegdish, she's separate from you. Uh, the word kadesh means to set aside. Prushim in arayas, we say Akarish Baruch Hu is totally separate. Ata kadesh, Vishimcha kadesh, even your name, we have a name that we relate to, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu's true name, it's Kadosh. It's, it's out of bounds to us. We don't know how to pronounce Hashem Avaya. We don't... It's something... And it is only those who are Kadosh, Malachim, who can relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and praise Him. The true, in other words, the truth is, we're not, when we speak about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Be'emes, we're not even capable of praising Him. It's and then in Kedusha we continue. We say the Malachim say Kaddish, 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 and then we finish Baruch Ata Hashem Hakela Kaddish. The word Hakel appear. The, the name of Hakadosh Baruch Hu as Hakel. There's a pasuk in Shayo that says Achein Ato Kel B'Mistater. It's true, or verily, if you want to use the old translation, you are a god in hiding. Kel B'Mistater. In other words, when we refer to Kel, we refer to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. In hiding, it's a Kadosh Baruch Hu that we know is there, but we can't relate to him. All, we know that he's hidden, but where he's hidden and the nature of, of, of whatever is hidden is totally oblivious to us. So, 
our introduction, when we address HaKadosh Baruch Hu, each day in Shemun Esra, there's a certain, there's a step-by-step addressing. The first point is where I find HaKadosh Baruch Hu in, 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 in His immediacy to me. I find Him in, in what I have, in what I get, in what I'm shown. Then I say, and I know that you really, you're, you're, really, you're beyond this. You're, you're above uh, things that, uh, that can, above comparison. And so on. And the third stage of, it, of, of addressing HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, and, there, and, and really, you're beyond anything I can even think of. I can't even bring as an example to what you are. On Rosh Hashanah, so when we address HaKadosh Baruch as HaKel HaKadosh, it is the point of godliness that is most remote and furthest removed from us. On Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Neiroim, and Yom Adin, what happens is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in a, in, as He is beyond us, becomes close to us, and therefore the Yom Adin results. In other words... The king is in full control of the Medina. He has governors, and then they have districts, and you have police. So the person, the, the, the fifth or sixth level, uh, the fifth or sixth level uh, bureaucrat that you're in day-to-day contact with, he represents the king. If you get out of bounds, it's going to get back, and you're going to be put into jail, you're going to be judged, and so on. The king exists there, but the fact that it's after six stages of, of, of uh, hierarchy, it means that there is, you can get away with a lot more. There's a, you know, each step that you're removed means that there is less, uh, there is less awareness of the king and less uh, fear of him. When the king comes down, it means that that part which was remote, that element of Malchus, which was which was only in the in the in the in the existed only in the capital now is taking its full focus and focusing on you. What ha- so in other words, Hakel Hakadosh becomes Hamelach Hakadosh. The, the the frightening aspect of Rosh Hashanah is not that Hakadosh Baruch Hu judges. There's always an element of din. It's the fact the standard by which it judged is not by the by the sixth level pakid who allows a certain amount of flexibility in, in, in... It's the fact that the Hakel HaKadosh himself becomes HaMelech HaKadosh. It's, 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 it's that remote aspect of HaKadosh Baruch Hu appears to us and judges us. And that is why Malachim, that is the point when we say that Malachim tremble in fear of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Malachim are part of that, uh, let us say, uh, system that enables, it forms sort of a, a barrier, sort of a, a shock absorber between the person and, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We find it says in, in Chumash that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, after they sinned, I will not lead you because with me it's too risky if you do Averis. I'll send a Malach for you. A Malach is someone, there is a certain, HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows for a certain uh, leniency, for a certain uh, flexibility. As... When, when people do things through a messenger, on Rosh Hashanah, the Malachim themselves begin to tremble because they themselves must relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as he is in his fullness. Okay. That, that is the HaMelech HaKadosh, which is a Gemara in Brachis, and is a Halacha that it's Ma'akiv. There's something else that we add to the Tfilis that is much later. It's from the Gaonim, from the period of the Gaonim, which is after the Gemara, uh, 9th century, 10th century is when it, when it finished that period of time. The fourth pieces that you add about Chaim, those pieces were instituted by the Goinim, added in. There was, the, it's a machloikis in Halacha, we pass that you say it, nobody argues. But in the early Halacha, in other words, in the tour, he brings a machloikis Goinim, whether or not to say it. The problem halachically is, that a person is not supposed to use the first brachas to ask for anything, to request for anything. The first brachas are directed as a shvacht HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They're directed as addressing HaKadosh Baruch Hu, praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And they're not meant to be used for bakashas. So sticking in Zachayin Lechayim and Micha Meicha would... The other two is a question. Maybe afterwards one is allowed to ask for things. 
it's a, it's a halachic question of going against the takana of Chazal to make the first brachis birches shevach and, and addressing HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So one of the terrors that's given halachically is that only specific requests or personal requests are not to be said in the first three brachas. General requests or requests for everyone together is something that can be said in the first three brachas. That's the halachic terrors. It is problematic because most brachas that we say in Shemayin Esra are said in a general sense. Baruch Aleinu, there's no, the, the, the brachas are phrased in a rabbim, and the brachas are also, are, are, most of them are general. And still you see that Chazal were very careful about marking the line between Shvach and Bakasha. So I was thinking possibly of, of, a, of, a, of an understanding. Maybe, maybe this fits into the idea of uh, a, bracha, a general bracha versus a specific. When a person asks for something, let, let, um, let, let's give, an, let's give a, an example. If a person comes over and asks somebody else for a donation. So when you ask for a donation, there's a specific sense of I'm taking something from you for me. Any favor that I ask from somebody, uh, the, the favor implies a dividing point between you and me. You have money, I don't. Give. And if you want to go a step further, it's I am trying to get something for me and using you as a means for that. I want you to... Uh, to give me something, so you're only important because you have the keys to the safe, and I don't. So in Shemana Esra, we naturally, when we address HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're speaking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And, and it would be a chutzpah for us to stick in a personal request, because that would mean that we're not, we're perceiving HaKadosh Baruch Hu as just a way in which to, to get rich on. It's a, it's a, as shalel as you can get. The, there's, there's an exception. And, and usually, I mean, because of person-to-person relationship, there's usually some sort of soreness in this. When someone asks you for a favor, it's always you do it willingly and glaringly. But there's some sort of... There's one type of favor that... Let's say someone proposes, and he says he would like to marry the other person. He's asking for something. But it's the only type of request, or a similar request. Somebody says he would like to be close with you. I'd like to... Uh, I'd like to be chavrusa, any, any type of, where I'm asking for a relationship, where I'm asking for a closeness, it's actually, it's, it's to, in other words, it's a, it's a very interesting uh, request. On the one hand, I want it. On the other hand, what I want is you. It's not you as a means for something. It's not you as a, uh, it's, you're, not, you're not just because you happen to have it, I'm, I want to take it from you. It's, it's, it's the biggest, uh, it's, let's call it, compliment to the person as a person. It, no, in other words, requests that we ask on an everyday basis and the everyday requests that we ask are all on the, on the, on the first level. In other words, Pinasa, Das, uh, Refua, even Geula, all these are, we need these things. We know that you're the ones. You're the one who is capable of giving it to us. You're the one who has the keys to it. That recognition itself is a very big thing. That's a muna, and uh, it's not in a day-to-day shmanesha. It's not a chisarin. It's a maila. The fact that a person recognizes it is, is one of the most significant aspects of a muna. There's one word. There's a part. The passing tilm says, "Ki chayim," for you are the source of life. Life was given to a person when Akarish Baruchu Kaviyachal breathed, breathed into him a, something of his. The Lashon Chazal is someone, when, when you breathe out something into something else, there's something of you in that person. Life is, is defined in, 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 in the Torah as a connection to Akarish Baruchu. In other words, Akarish Baruchu. And my, I, want, I want to reattach myself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I, it's, it's, it's the heart to the body, let's say. Or it's, it's the relationship 
of, of, of understanding that only when you're attached to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then, you'll, then are you living. So when we ask for our Rosh Hashanah, we ask for Chaim. It's not, and we stick it into the first brachas. It's not as a personal request in the sense of refuah, panasa, and so on. It's on Rosh Hashanah when we have a heightened perceiving of Akarish Baruch Hu, This is the day on which Akarish Baruch Hu breathed in the the uh, that that uh, breath of life in a person. When that chibur with a person, when that connection with a person was formed, that's when a person became a Baal Chaim. So actually what we're asking for is, we're relating back again, in other words, I want to reattach myself. I want to become part of life again. I mean, it, it, I mean that's the simple pshat when it says, for instance, tzaddikim, when they're living, even when they're dead, they're called living, and Rishayim, even when they're living, they're called dead. Because life and death, in its more fullest sense, is the relationship to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's a halacha that when you have a, an animal with a limb that's been cracked in a way that there's no circulation, that limb is not part of the animal anymore. If you shech the animal, the limb is still also. It has the name Nachai. Because even though the thing appears to be attached on the outside, but if there's no life flowing through it, if it's not connected, uh, at least circulatory, there's no. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's an illusion of, of connection. It's not part of the animal. The tzaddikim, in other words, someone who is mechubat Hakadosh Baruch Hu with ma'isim, with 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 uh, mitzvahs, with Torah, so on, is chayim. Someone who is not is meis. So when we ask for chayim, it's because when we're addressing Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and we perceive Hakadosh Baruch Hu in a much sharper and fuller awareness than all year round, the request for life is sort of a request of the second nature. When I want to be together with you, that, in other words, let me be part of this life process. It's a, it's it's a request that's not taking for yourself from someone else, but it's coming closer and and joining the source of that which is life. That's There's another thing that's added. It's not. It's a very. It's an early edition. But it's not Medina the Gemara. It seem, doesn't seem. It seems to be coming from uh, the Rambam brings it as an old minag. Uh, it, so obviously it's also tukufas agayinim, but there's no machlokes about saying it. It's uvchein tein pachtecha. The three requests uvchein tein pachtecha, uvchein tein kavod, uvchein tzadikim yiru v'yismachu until until the end of Amelach Hakadosh. The uh, the Rambam brings it that in some places the minig was to say it every day of Asesame Tshuva. Uh, but at least Rosh Hashanah and Kippur to say it. And that everybody agrees on that it said Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. There's no, no shayla about this. Again, we're faced with the same shayla of why sticking it into Atta Kaddish of all, of all places. In other words, we could, have, we could have said it later. We could have said it in, 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 as part of, of Ketushas Hayyim. Or if 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 you say it all of Sesame Truth, it could have been put into request. It could have been put into. Uh, um, I'd like to say something, and later we'll 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 try to develop it a little further when we speak about Malchus, Zechonis, and Shayfris. They are some 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 mefarshim uh, do draw a parallel between of the of Chain Tain of Chain Tain of Chain Tzadikim. They draw the parallel. Two Malchus Zechonis and Shayfis. It's, it's sort of a mini Malchus Zechonis and Shayfis. But let's just uh, let's give it a general uh, idea. That same when we look a person when a person relates to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and realizes his own existence is really when it is part of Hakadosh Baruch Hu's greater existence, we call that Chaim, and that's Zechreinu Lechaim. The world as a whole is much more complex much bigger, much broader. When we speak of that relationship of life to an individual person, we speak of the world, we speak of Malchus Shemayim. In other words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu filling the world in the way in which a, in the way in which a breath of, of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kaviyachal fills the person and gives it life. We speak of HaKadosh Baruch Hu as Chayay Lomim, the one who breathes life into the world, the way in which it manifests itself in the Bria is 
when the Bria is is uh, is under Malchusa Yisbarach, it it's it's part of this. It's Akharish Baruch reveals himself as Melech in the Bria. Uh, I w- will speak about it later when we speak about Malchis. But just to to put into its perspective in Tefillah, it's again when we see Akharish Baruch revealing himself. When Akharish Baruch when Hakel Hakadosh becomes a Melech Hakadosh, we now seek to draw this aspect of HaKadosh Baruch Hu into the Bria and make it manifest in the Bria. That which is hidden all year round, that which is hidden even on Rosh Hashanah from most parts of the Bria, shall become the life force of the Bria, so to speak. The, the, I, will, I, I, will, I would like to discuss in detail a little bit later. That is the uh, Shemayna Esra of, the simple Shemayna Esra of Rosh Hashanah. In other words, you have Zochayinu Lechayim, the four stanzas, you have Amalek HaKadosh, you have the V'chein Tim Pachtachov, V'chein Tim Kovod, V'chein Tzadikim, Tul HaMelech HaKadosh. Then you have what's called Kedushas uh, HaYoyim, that's the standard, uh, the standard Nusach of any Shabbos HaYontiv, where the middle bracha is, speaks about the Kedushas HaYoyim. What's important, what's interesting to note is that Rosh Hashanah is called Yoyim HaZikaren, the Day of Remembrance. That's what it's called in the Torah, Zichron Shua. We would think that it should be called Yom Abriya, the day of creation, or Yom Adin. What's Yom Azikaren? In other words, why, why is the Zikaren aspect the aspect of that, the important aspect of uh, Rosh Hashanah? We'll, I would like, we'll see it later, Mr. Shem, when we get to Zichronis. I want to leave that also. At the meal, there's an interesting minig. There's a minig, it's one of the, it's one of the only minhagim that has a gemara that's clear about it. It's a very interesting, there's a minig where we eat various things at the meal. It's a, it's a very, it's, it's a very symbolic type of thing. In other words, halachically, it's, it's meaningless. It's, there's some minhagim which are just a, a sort of a, uh, an outgrowth of the halacha, let's call it an endowment, uh, an endowment of the halacha, an understanding of the spirit of the halacha. This is a minig that seems to, it's not related to anything. We eat various fruits and so on, that uh, the words mean something. We eat, uh, for instance, we eat, uh, uh, let's take a racial ayol, a racial kevis, yiros and shinil You have uh, the Gemara also brings so these things are things which at least in the structure of the thing it's symbolical in other words a head symbolizes a head a, 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 a pomegranate has a lot of seeds we like to have schuyas like seeds there's some things where only in the words do we find the connection the Gemara specifically mentions these type silka and kasya in other words Things that the things themselves are plain vegetables, either like squash or zucchini or something. No, no, nothing. Uh, the, the vegetable itself is very uh, undramatic. What's, what's, what is uh, interesting about it is that the name symbolizes something of uh, It's very strange, and it's a Gemara, and the Gemara says it a very interesting way. The Gemara speaks about the Indian. The Gemara in two places: in Croesus and Hurius. The Gemara discusses one of the things is kishuv. You're not allowed to you're not allowed to play around with magic, with 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 uh, amulets unless it's a kamei. But the whole area of, of magic is out of, out of bounds. It's aisa deraisa, like 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 chaza. The Gemara says, but simona milsa, a simon, a, 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 a hint is is meaningful. For example, the Gemara says a halacha that a king is supposed to anoint by a river. Because, just like a river flows, so shall the king's melucha flow. And then on this, the Gemara says, being that simonim are so significant, being that simonim are, are, mean something, therefore on Rosh Hashanah, let a person uh, eat things that are, uh, that are, that are simonim. The Gemara. What's even more fascinating is not only Hebrew, but Yiddish simonim. A lot of things that we eat, carrots, are the real the reason for carrots is because in Yiddish it's mern, it which means it means both carrots and it means to increase. 
So, so we've taken it. In other words, not only don't we have the Hebrew word meaning, meaning significant, it's become the Yiddish term for it that's significant. I just wanted to, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very deep point, but just something so that at least we can appreciate it instead of just being a, a, an almost, a, it, it's almost ludicrous. Where, where, if a person believes in magic and he works with magic, so fine, so there's no end to it. But we're talking about where the Torah asks it, and it's only a simon. There's an interesting, there's an interesting, Rishayim speak about it, it says, Breshis bara kim means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created Breshis. It's simply, I mean, the word literally that means HaKadosh Baruch Hu created beginning. What it means in, 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 what it means is, the Bria, the creation as a whole, from the beginning till the end, was set up in a way that the events would form a chain. They would be significant not only on a point-by-point -point basis, but they'd be significant in the context of, gener of, of all generations put together, not as isolated historical events, even where Bechira played a role, which, which was almost every point. And that is what we lane in the Torah. We'll be laning it in Mitzvah Shem Shabbat Shuva. It says, There was a shira, the final part of Torah. Is, 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 is of, of the final aspect of Torah that was given from HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a song which sums up the Torah. The people who dash in these things, the, the Gra and, and the early Mikubalim, they all explain that in the Song of Azinu you have hints for everything that will be, that has been, and so on. The, uh, but the, the, the song specifically instructs you, remember everything that's happened, understand, think into the years of, of each generation. In other words, besides a person on one level, it's, it's, it's multiple choice at each point. At every point along the way, a person has a new Nisayan, he has a new test, a new challenge, a new Bechira, and so on. But underneath it, there's a Hashkacha that threads together the point-by-point-by-point point by point by point basis. So that a person, his own life, can see, he can only, besides looking at a point-by-point Hashkacha of day-by-day, he can put the days together and look at the years, and put the years together and look at decades and look at a lifetime, there is, an, there is a thread that connects it all. This is because HaKadosh... Now, this is because HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the Bria with Breshis. In other words, it is the beginning of something. When a person does... If, let's say, I'm going to do today whatever happens, I can't call today the beginning of the day. It's the first event, but... Uh, you know, the first thing I'm doing... If there's no connection between the events, the word beginning is not... A, it doesn't describe it. It's the first event, but it's not the beginning of anything. If, if you're beginning something, it, it has to have some, some sort of hemshech, uh, it has to have continuity and, and a conclusion. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu has set up the Bria at every level in a way where it starts with something, and the start and everything else is sort of an unfolding of the start. We later can sum up and see where everything was in the beginning. They say from the Goyen that... Uh, Every, everything, in, in, everything is hinted at in Breshis, and everything is hinted at in the first Pasuk, and everything is hinted at in the first word, and everything is hinted at in the first letter, of, in the first base. We don't know what that is. I don't know what that means. I, mean, I, I have no idea. But what it means is that gradually, you can, there, there, there must be something in the very first point that contained in it the elements of the second point. If you want to look... At some at at a uh, at some muscle that we're aware of on a very on, on a on a very physical basis. Uh, if, I mean, you look at a, at a person, and you look at the genes that he comes from. It's true the person has choices, but everything he does is a development of that which he had in him. You can't bring out that which was not there. So you have every person has a dot of of, of abrasions. If you would have told somebody 300 years ago that the whole person is hinted at, or not hinted at, it's contained in a dot that you can't see without, without magnifying it a few hundred times. The person would have said, you're out of your mind. And, and, and it, I mean, it could be we'll go, we go further, and, and, and 
we, we, we simplify it. In other words, the, the genes are just a series of codes. Again, you can keep cracking it down to a simpler and simpler level. The Bria was created in a way where, ev where everything is a start and a continuation of the start. Everything has its own brachis, as the Bria has in general, and the rest of it is a development. So when we look at any, when we do any event, for instance, when Akadosh Baruch Hu wanted a Navi to start his Nevoah, he would tell him to do some physical act that at least represented the Nevoah physically. Akadosh Baruch Hu told the, uh, if you've learned, Yirmiyahu, take a, take a, take a, 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 a stick of shkedim, of, of, of almonds. And he, when he took the stick, he said, just like this is shkedim, I am going to hurriedly bring the Tsaras on Kalaisol. The word shaked means hurry, and also means almonds. The point was, to start any event, you needed some seed of that event, and then the event would begin to unfold on itself. All you need a Baruch Hu for is brachis. Within the brachis, it's, 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 it's already, it begins to develop. It's all contained in the brachis, and the rest of it is the development of it. So Rosh Hashanah, even though we can't appreciate it on that level, we don't see how a river flowing by a king has in it anything of, of the... Uh, how will that help the king make it longer? But we understand that this is so. That the process of... Even though we, we, we don't really relate to it physically. Any beginning contains in it the totality of the, of, of the continuation and conclusion. A person who... If we were able to decipher... I mean, we have it on a very small basis. But looking at the genes, you can tell if the person will be a sick child, a healthy child. At, at certain aspects that we've understood where the Bracious relates to the Hemshech. The fact that we weren't aware of it for a few thousand years didn't make it any less true. Rosh Hashanah is a day of Bracious. And therefore, anything we do on that day, we try to do acts that are Bracious acts. We try to do things that are beginnings to other things. And in that sense, we relate to Simonim. Kishuv means we're trying to produce new things, things that aren't there by, by relating to some sort of tumor. Simanim means the beginning of a process that Akash put in the Bria. We, we're starting with the Bracious and, and we want the rest to continue. And that is why we not only do we take things that are physically Bracious, physically significant as beginnings, we take things that the words of it are. We know that the world was created with Dibur. Whatever that means, HaKadosh Baruch created the world with words. It says that the words of different things contain in it the allude somehow to the nature of the thing itself. The codes, uh, the Hebrew language, I don't know which part it goes into. But the, uh, in other words, the word, the word shakhed, meaning an amend, this is a perfect example as a matter of fact, it means an amend because an amend is the earliest fruit in Eretz Yisrael, to, be, to, to become ripened. In other words, the name of it symbolized the quickness. So when HaKadosh told Yom Yor, take a makel shkedim, and he told him, I'm going to hurry to bring the Puranis, to bring the Tzaras and Kala Yisrael, it, it wasn't only play on words. The word shuk in that sense actually meant quickly, or, or, or uh, the most hurried uh, aspect. And so on. So we relate not only to the bracious of the thing itself, but the bra in other words... Every, everything in the Bria has its own braces, which lies in the words that it means. Um, so we're taking things that mean something, the wording means something, is also a form of relating to of simonim. Okay, I'd like to go now over to the part of Shachris, I don't have that much time, the part of Tkia uh, Shafer and uh, Musaf. Let's, let's go to Malchus, Echernes, and Shafris. And from there we'll have some. There are three things. There are th it's the, one of the, I think it's the only davening in the year. It's not a deraisa, it's not a chiv minatera, but the davening, the, the essence of the davening is uh, uh, at least an asmachta minatera. It's the only time we find where the Torah was kaveah, where the Torah set down the tzura, the form of davening. Zechreinis, Malchus, and Shafris. It, it, it's a very, uh, it, it's a strange combination. It, it, it doesn't, they don't, there has to be some sort of, in other words, if, if we're putting it down as one unit, one tefillah, 
And it's the Torah. It's not where you lapping where you attach different elements to it. But it's rather that Hakadosh. But it's rather the Torah said this is what the davening shall look like. Imrul of Malchias, Zechreinus, and Shayfris. The Gemara explains each element why. Let's get back to the point of what is Malchias. So, unfortunately, we grow up with a, a certain amount of uh, concepts. Childish, goyish, uh, even even uh, just superficial, and uh, everything else becomes associated with it. Especially if if it's in the old language, a king means nothing to us, as as it shouldn't. A king is a dictator, as far as we think, a pompous dictator with a lot of pomp. Uh, I mean, when you think of king or kingdoms, it brings to mind either fairy tale. Uh, or uh, a cruel, uh, monstrous dictator, or at best a, a very non-significant person, just such as we have today, kings of England, kings of Holland. Where's the, uh, Holland? Uh, we, we, we don't. I mean, we, we don't associate it. And as much as we try to bring into it, think of how scary it must be, how fearful. But but again, it's it's basically it just it's it's a it's a dictator imposing his tyranny on you. And, and, and the fear is only because of something, uh, it, 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 it's an external fear. In other words, the king's got his henchmen, he's got the power, so you step in line. That, that, is, what, that is the association, that is our normal association with Malchus. We can't help it. It's interesting, in, 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 uh, in Lashon Kodesh, that's called Memshala. Imposing rule, on, ruling on somebody is called Memshala and Moshal. Uh, Moshe is a ruler. There is nothing there. That is tyranny, dictator, and kings as we know it. Malchus is dafket willingly. In Malchus, the Malchus they accepted willingly. Melucha is the people had to ask for Malchus, and so on. The, the people anoint him. But still, I mean, it's, it's, also, it's a good system of government, maybe. We can do it willingly if we have a very good king. There's, there's nothing there... That, that we can relate to in, in, in a way in which, in which Malchus, what Malchus means. Let's, let's go at, at a person, at, at a person, uh, at a personal level, first point. When we look at a person, let's say a, a person who's mentally ill, what it means basically is that the various aspects of his personality are not lined up to any one point. The, the, everything of his, his imagination ran away from his seichel. His, his actions ran away from his imagination. The person, in other words, the, the, a, a person who's not whole, who's not happy, who's not complete, is, he's, he's, a, he's a, a, uh, a distraught person. It means that he wants one thing, he knows he should do a, a second thing, he's given a third thing. There is no, he's not an, an Adam HaShalom, a complete person, doesn't only mean someone who's perfect in each part of his. He's a very good-hearted person. He's a very smart person. He's very this. But that's not a that's not a that's not a whole person. That's a person with a lot of milus. A whole person means where all parts of his are one person. You see, there's there are no conflicts. He's found the pivot around which to center every aspect of him, and he's one person. Akadosh Baruch Hu is one, meaning that the. The, the things that Kaddish Baruch Hu does that are harsh, and the things that he does that are kind, and the things that he does that are, that are grand, and the things that he does that are hidden, they're all part of one, one Akadish Baruch Hu. There is no difference by Akadish Baruch Hu between any of his midas. A person was created looking like in the image of Akadish Baruch Hu. It says that Akadish Baruch Hu was scared if he says, because he represented, by being one, he represented Akadish Baruch Hu. He, he was he, he sort of imitated Hakadosh Baruch Hu in, in his unity. So it's not only the unity of, of it's not only unique that he was unique. There was nobody like him, but the person as a whole wasn't hands, feet, heart, and head sewn together. It was one something of that. When we speak of Hakadosh Baruch Hu's divine image, we're speaking about Hakadosh Baruch Hu's unity as as ha- having found some sort of representation in, in in man. On a national level. A nation is a million people, a few million people. A parliament, a, a, a congress, is not 
it's not you know, it's 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 not a nation. Again, it's each person has its own interest. The only way we can run things in any way is running it. I give up something. You give up something. You, everybody understands that if we'll try to take everything, nobody will have anything. So, so it's not unity in the sense of uh, of of any one point which which makes the nation into one nation. Rather, it's a uh, it's a convenience which keeps everybody apart with enough insulation so that so that nobody gets anybody else's nerves. In other words, we all got to pay taxes. Okay, but that's it. There's a court system to make sure it doesn't go further. Everything is balanced in a way so that each one can live his individual life in a, in, a, in, in a way that he feels like it. The only time when you have existence on the level of a nation is if you have one point, one head of despair, which everything is driving towards, which, which, uh, which everything has a goal. If you'll notice, this is probably one of the reasons... The difference between living in a secular community and a religious community, one of the things people notice most quickly is, is the, the, the strongness of the bond of people. It's not because people are bali chesed. It's not out of a niceness. I mean, it, it's, it certainly requires chesed, but that's, not, that, that's missing the boat. A person who is secular means I'm living my life. I have nothing in common with you. There's really no reason for me to have anything in common with you. There's nothing common about us. In other words, we both came about a, a, through a certain set of circumstances. Uh, we, we know that to coexist at a certain level is nice. If I enjoy our relationship, we'll develop it to our mutual benefit. There's no point. I mean, wh- what is the community doing together? I want to golf. He wants to play tennis. There's no reason why we have to, why we have to go to golfing together if you want to play tennis. There is no point... That, that at which everybody's own personal desires, ambitions, drives could, could come together at. People who, have, who are oriented towards the goal of Torah and mitzvahs, even though each person might, have, might relate to a different aspect of it. He's the one sitting and learning. He's the one in Kirov. He's the one passing Shilas. He's the one earning a living and, and, uh, and acting out a, a, a life of Yiddishkeit in a secular world. Each person might have different parts to it, but there is a very strong, uh, a very strong point of unity because basically we're all headed towards a common direction. An army is like that. An army might have an army. People who go from army life to civilian life, which is usually the case in Israel, have a very hard time adjusting to the fact that there is no common point. The army's hierarchy is built. You might have one guy is in a submarine and the other person sitting behind a desk in, in midtown. But there is a very clear point of connection between the two. The goal, the structure, and so on. The point of unity between a nation as a nation, and in the greatest sense, the world as a world, is only when it's structured with a point. When, when everything, it's a pyramid coming towards a point. When you have a pyramid, everything is from the point. That is Malchus. A melech means that the nation has come to a point where all their, their, their common aspiration, goals, drives, become centered into one person. The fact that it's so convenient and efficient because you tell you what to do is only a result of, because a king represents. The Rambam says, the king is the heart of the nation. In other words, it's the place where everything flows together and which in turn gives each, each part its element. It's not only that the heart supplies blood, to each organ. It's what makes a person out of hands, feet, stomach, and head. It, there has to be some point of convergence. Uh, again, if you speak about Lashna Kaidish, Melech are the three, Chaf, Lam, and Mem are the three middle letters of the Aleph base. In other words, Malchus is the, uh, and the opposite of Melech is Kolem. Kolem means a total disintegration when nothing is left attached to anything else. In other words, Chorb means you still have, you know, like what the rover looked like after the war. You know, pieces sticking up, sticking out. Kaliya, Kolem, is like after an atomic bomb gets through with it. It's, it's total, you know, it's, there's nothing left connected to anything else. Everything became dust. So the opposite, Melech, is that which takes every particle, brings it together. Kolem, destroy them. In other words, that's what Bilam tried to say. That's the... Uh, that's, uh, that's what the Gemara says, speaks, what did he try to say in that split second? What's Kalim? In other words, it, it, the opposite of Melech is the totality of disintegration. 
when we speak, so when we take a look at the Bria, when we, when we stand on Rosh Hashanah, and we take a look at the Bria around us, the most disturbing aspect is our inability to put different parts together. We can't put together, I mean, we can understand and believe each aspect as being HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that this person was granted life in a, in a most fascinating circumstance. He was in a car crash and he's the only one who came out alive. While on the other hand, a little child dies. Kalal Yisrael is kept through the generations in, in every possible miracle. And, and, and in five years, six million people are, are, are destroyed most horribly. On the one hand, HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself to us in a hundred different ways. On the other hand, nature is so efficient that if a person chooses to, nothing exists but nature. There is no, we, we, can, we look at different parts, we look at, 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 at every aspect of the, of, the, of the universe, of the Bria, and we understand, as bits and pieces we can understand, a complete picture we don't have. And the Gemara says it. The Gemara says, explains it at its most basic level. The Gemara says, by Yehimahu, it says in the Pasuk, on that day, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be Hashem Echod Echad. He'll be one and his name will be one. So the Gemara asks, today HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not one? Today, today, today there's more than one God? Today it's board of directors? So the Gemara says, no. Today, when we make a bracha on Ra, we make on Taif, we make two different brachas. When, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us a, a, a good, when a Baruch is good to us, he sends us some, something of, uh, when a person sees a child for the first time, he makes HaToiva Meitiv. A Kaddish Baruch who is good and gives us good. When a person, when something bad happens, some, some, some bereavement, you make a Dayana Emes. We speak of a Baruch as being the true judge. It's the same, the first half of the Baruch is the same. We say, Baruch Ata Hashem, Alekeinu Melech Oilam. Three quarters of the Baruch is the same. Why is the conclusion different? The terror is because when we speak to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we have to be honest. We can understand HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, uh, uh, as a benefactor, we can, understand, we can understand him as a judge and as, and, a, and as punisher. The two together don't go with us. It's different moods of a person. It's different aspects. To see the good in the punishment and, 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 and to see it as actually one process where that is something, it's like a child who's, when, when an adult is sick, he runs to a doctor because he's, he knows, he understands the sickness and, and the pain he only, he perceives basically as a cure. A child runs in every direction. He knows in a way that it's a cure, but he's, he just does not have the, 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 the perspective and the maturity to be able to feel it as such. He, it, he'll, he won't tell, he'll suffer pain before going to a doctor and, and he won't tell about it. So when we're looking at the Bria as being incomplete and the Bria as being broken into bits and pieces, Besides those elements that are that are in, in almost in, in stark, uh, it's, uh, I wouldn't say opposition, but but those that almost seem to belie the fact that there's a creator, even the different bits and pieces we have are disparate, and this is a result of the fact that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is not the Melech of the Bria today. The Bria does not have a Melech; it has a Melech that's hidden in Akel Hakadosh. He's not here; he's he's hidden, and and therefore we see this, we see this, we see that. As, as one unity, we don't, we, don't, we don't have that perspective. A Rosh Hashanah, when the Bria starts, to, when the Bria starts over again, we have the ability to, to ask, we, we, we're closest to HaKadosh Baruch HaKadosh Baruch comes to us from the furthest reaches, He comes to us in the closest way. That is the time for Malchius. In other words, Malchius means, when we speak of HaKadosh Baruch as king, we mean that every aspect of the Bria becomes a, a part of a kingdom and manifests itself as such. We, this person understands it, I mean, the, 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 uh, the aspect that makes most people depressed, unwilling to live, is when the person feels he has no more place, he doesn't belong. There's no, I'm, a useless, I'm a useless person. When the, the day the person feels he's useless, he either, uh, he either ages very rapidly and, and uh, goes over the hill, or, or uh, a younger person who feels he has no place because of shame or whatever, that, that's suicide usually. In other words, that every creature should feel its place in the Bria and should manifest its function the way, and its mission. And we, and we see where this comes from the point of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that is Malchus.
That is when we speak of HaKadosh Baruch Hu as Melech HaKol Aretz, when every part of the Bria, it's not that we want every part of the Bria to be a tzaddik. We want every part of the Bria to be the mouthpiece and, and the, the manifestation of what it represents in the Malchus. This program is part of a series. For the continuation, please go to the next selection. You have been listening to aishaudio.com. For information about our online services, visit our website. To contact one of our representatives, write to aishaudio at aish.com. Shalom from Jerusalem.